Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR 477. It's WWE United Champions 2023. But I'm not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire team. Up first by my side for every WWE and AEW show. It is, of course, the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. How's it going, Jaxie? Hey, hey. Happy weekend, everyone. It's going well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too A little bit nervous. There is so many prediction points on the line over these kind of next three shows that I'm kind of bricking it a little bit. But hopefully everything will be fine. And it's going to be the first show that we've had the team together in a while. So it's all good. Yeah, exactly. So um, there'll be ups and downs probably throughout the show. So stick with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely downs. Uh, anyway, up next and up is our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity is, of course, Monty. How you doing, man? You've got some news as well, I do believe. Yes, yes, yes. I am a fresh papa. My daughter was born on uh, you know, May 23rd, 2023, 4.43 p.m. My life changed. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm a new fresh papa. In between changing diapers and filling up bottles and you know, parent stuff. I found a way to still watch wrestling. I don't know how. I don't know how this is. I don't know how this is going to continue either. But I keep doing my best. <laughs> well, congratulations, and uh, like I said, round of applause from the entire team. Our first dub in our baby, everybody. That that's what's about. Yes. <laughs> we have brought life. Eden Monty. says hello. Yeah, Monty. Is congratulations, life. Monty. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm taking a bow. You can't see it. <laughs> so he told everybody Monty not being here was good news instead of bad. No one's got faith in me, you know? Everybody's like, no, you <laughs> fucked it. <laughs> He's left. <laughs> Lost another hole. <laughs> yeah. so told you I'm bad at losing I'm things. very much still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Monty, just remember, a father holds his daughter's hand for a short while but he holds a heart forever. So, like I said, it's the start of a beautiful oh. relationship. Um, right, yes, that, I love it. That's a schmuzz out of the way, because I'm just about to introduce our next my, my one. My tear up. <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> which uh, Father's Day card you read that out of? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking as a daughter, I, I hands on my heart can say that that is the truth. You will always be her hero in her eyes. So, enjoy it, Monty. No pressure. Yeah. Shout out to our Papa Smurf who put up with us too. <laughs> well, all four of us siblings, definitely. Yeah. Well, last but by no means least, you've already heard it, but here we go. Baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark Monty's daddy shark do Daddy shark, daddy shark, daddy shark, Gina shark, It's Gina, everybody. How you doing, Gina? Let me catch my breath back. Let's just go say, hey, what it do, team? And the baby song was more for relations for Monty, not for me. Just to clarify that. Um, yes, but, but hey, Gina, team, Gina's, what it is. A shark was called Gina, thank you very much. I did put quite a bit of work into it. I'm not okay, gonna... I appreciate <laughs> being called a shark. I appreciate it, James, okay? 
Yeah. Very much appreciated. This is not just thrown together, right? It's hours of preparation <laughs> goes into this, right? I don't just put this on and just come up with anything, all right? She's right. showing her right, teeth. Sure, sure. <laughs> Anyway, it's glad to have you on board. And like I said, we've got the whole team here. And what a show we have today, Night of Champions 2023. But before that, I just want to kind of look at saying, and I know everybody's thinking what you're talking about, James. I want to talk about Gladiators. Just quickly and just honestly, just go with this. Because they are rebooting Gladiators. I'm sure, I mean, you guys have heard of Gladiators. For me, it would be the 90s one, but I think they did reboot it a few years ago. Of course, we all know about that. People yeah, like Wolf and, you know. I was a fan of the 90s one for sure. Yeah. So so we all know. So we, they've rebooted it. And you always think with Gladiators. I'm just going to run through the names because the names are always quite interesting. We've had people like Shadow and Wolf and Jet and Lightning and all the good ones. So here we go. So we've got Athena. Uh, hang on a minute. Isn't Athena already taken? But no, Gladiator is, is kind of allowed to do that. We've got Fire which I guess always works. Viper. Now, come on. Isn't that a little bit gimmick infringement or are we allowed to do that? I'm not really sure. Sabres, not a bad one. Steel. Phantom, I can understand that. Legend, I don't really think we need that. Nitro, you're just, you're just taking that from, we all know where that name's come from. Uh, you've got Fury, Diamond, Bionic, again, I'm not a huge fan. Comet, Electro, Dynamite, what are they doing here? You know, not just Nitro, but take Dynamite as well. Giant, which again, he doesn't look like the Giant to me. And Apollo. I mean, original names, I suppose. But I mean, Monty, I bet you can't wait for the new Gladiators. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what is it with those names? (laughs) I don't, you know what, they're they're continuing the tradition. You know, you gave some good examples at the beginning. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's very, very funny. Just how much like I could. I was drawing as you were going down the list. I was drawing parallels to wrestling just every time you went. And I noticed you didn't want a legend, but come on now, you know, come on. Last we got last legend, man. Well, you don't need to talk about gladiators when you got last legend. That's why I just wanted to mess with you. I know you don't like last legend. <laughs> yeah, she, she is my bum wagon. And then you got Greek gods, and they saw Athena, you know, you got Apollo, you know, that, that that makes sense. So I'm not really surprised. But yeah, you know, cool. But hey, let's go. I I'm, I was a fan of the nineties, but I was also very, very young. So I just remember, you know, big people doing athletic things and horrible nineties haircuts. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, or what's I call it a haircut. You see, there's a there's a difference right. between that. <laughs> but, but I thought, you know, just in case people think and they have moaned about names in wrestling before, you know, with with certain names like JD McDonough or even Von Wagner, you know, there is what's <laughs> out there when it comes to gladiators. And I thought it'd be a little palate cleanser to get us ready for the main event, which I, of course, do drop, <laughs> do just just yeah. one name, do drop, yeah. Yeah, to be fair. I mean, what's worse? What's what's better? Dewdrop or any of the gladiators' names? Like, what would you... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, there is some Can there. you imagine being a gladiator called Dewdrop? Oh, Dewdrop's on there now. Shorty G. <laughs> gladiator's name, Shorty G. Yeah, or Reggie. Work. I'll take Reggie. That would be quite a cool guy. <laughs> Just Reggie. <laughs> 
Axiom sounds like I was, a gladiator. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, was... <laughs> I hate that name to begin with, but it kind of works. Anyway, so we are talking about wrestling today. Anyway, <laughs> so Crown Jewel, uh, Saudi Arabia in Jeddah, May twenty seventh. The kickoff in studio was Caleb Braxton, Matt Camp, and Peter Rosberg. Really, really nothing. Then the main show trips with the opening. And it was a nice setting. And, of course, Graves and Cole on there. Jaxie, we've talked about Saudi Arabian shows in the past, maybe not being right. But, again, you can't argue this it felt like a big event, especially with the setting and the kind of way the arena even looked. Yeah, I think you um, I think you said uh, Crown Jewel rather than Night of Champions. But, yeah, uh, you definitely. You know what I mean. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> no, for some reason, this this event did feel a little bit different to um, probably all of the Saudi Arabia events that we've had there so far. Um, I'm not quite sure kind of what felt different, even just kind of going into the, the beginning of... of uh, night of champions but yeah i think it probably had something to do with that you know a lot to do with uh the time invested in the storylines going into each match um it, the anticipation for those matches coming up but um just also the setting uh it was you you can't deny how beautiful some of those shots were that they showed um throughout the beginning of uh the the show it looked absolutely beautiful there yeah, and like you said as well, the last couple of Saudi shows have actually mattered rather than just kind of being either like weird legend matches or just stuff kind of put together. Yeah. And then especially with this one, I mean, the first match of the night was what many people thought should have been in the main event with uh, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles battling in the final round for the World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, Gina, should this be the main event? I know it started the show, but I mean, a lot of people were upset about this. Were they right to be? Um, yes and no, to be honest, like, I get it, it's it's crowning a new champion, you would have thought that would have been the last thing, but there were other factors that you had to take into consideration here. I'm not sure if it's true, but I heard that Seth had to kind of leave um, as early as possible because he had to go and continue filming for Captain America, so I heard that that was one of the reasons why it was the first match, but also, even though, again, this was a great match between the two and we'll talk about the match when we actually get to it this match didn't really have a lot of storyline behind it apart from crowning a new champion whereas aside from the Ali match the rest of the matches on the cards had deep storyline investment into it so and you can't tell me that people were upset with the final with with what happened in the main event either so in all honesty if you had flipped it around and made that world championship the last match would it have been as eventful if the main the main segment of night of champions actually was at the beginning of the show would it have felt as impactful to have seth be crowned at the end of all of that or or vice versa you know yeah, and so know for me saying, yeah. in the end i think it makes sense that it was the first match on the card, especially if Seth really did have to go due to filming. That made all the sense in the world. If that wasn't true and he was still backstage throughout the whole night, maybe they could have made it a, a double main event or something. But I just don't think that it would have been able to have followed well from what we got as the main event. Yeah, I think, like I said, bloodline trumps all. You know, it's like, yes, no, this is really important, but we're telling a kind of bigger story as well. Uh, and speaking of the actions, 
Both men got great reactions with Seth Rollins arriving so the fans in the Jeddah Superdome could sing his music for a long, long time. They took their time making contact, but once they did, Styles now runners with a drop kick and sent them out of the ring. Visually avoided a slingshot forearm and smiled at his opponent. He talked to Phil Lawn for taking him down with a sling blade. And for the first several minutes, this was competitive back and forth contest. Once Rollins ran Styles facing the middle turnbuckle, he started to gain some momentum. Styles hit a backflip DDT, but only kept Rollins down momentarily. Visually recovered and hit a buckle bomb, followed by a frog splash for two. It was at this point where both men started breaking out the big moves in an attempt to put each other away. And Monty, don't you love these type of matches where you, you realise kind of it's building, building, and then you start seeing certain moves. It's like the um, Phoenix Splash from Seth, and you're going, oh, this is going to be special. <laughs> Right, right. You you know what? Because, again, that's the thing about these two guys. They're so established already, and, and we know what they can bring in this format, one-on-one, big matches. So when they start to bring out some of the bigger moves that you know and that you recognize from the many years of watching AJ, the many years of watching Seth now, you can tell that it was just building, building, building to a wonderful crescendo. So, yeah, they're just two pros, man. They know how to, They know how to build it up and get you invested. Without shadow of a doubt, Rollins appeared to land hard on his knee during the suicide dive. So Styles locked in the calf crusher when he got back in the ring. Rollins got a phenomenal forearm with a super kick, but his knee buckled when he went for the stomp. He was able to hit a pedigree before finally hitting the stomp for the pin and the win. Your new WWE World Heavyweight Champion, Seth Rollins. And just like old times, Triple H presented him with the belt at the end. Uh, so Gina, you can start us off with this one. What do you think of the opening matchup? Why are you starting with me? Because I'm going to give you the main event as well. So this is, I've I've worked it out in my head. And you haven't had the main event. If people listen to the pod, (laughs) they will work out. The last one, I think, was Jackson. The one before was Monty. Thank you very much. Is it really? I've never, I've never noticed to be, (laughs) to be honest. I know. know. It's crazy. (laughs) No, the match was fire. It was so good. It was a great way to start off the show, to be honest, because everyone was lit. They were lit from just the entrances. That entrance was so loud. Like, I can't imagine how loud it was in the actual stadium. But, um, yeah, it, it was a great first match, to be honest. Um, I think both of them wrestled so well. I kind of went more with my heart and who I wanted to win rather than thinking logically. And I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll, back, I'll back the guy that I want to win more than who I think actually will, will get this just because of certain standards in place. But, yeah, I still enjoyed the match, and it just kept me on edge throughout it. Yeah, and didn't AJ's hair look great? I know we're here to talk about the wrestling, but he looked like a lion. AJ's I... hair always looks great, though. It does. And, he and I even said it, to my sister, he? if he cuts off his hair, he would just <sighs> become no one. No offense. Uh, but he is like, he's like one of those guys you just cannot touch his hair, really. It's the main part about him. I haven't seen the good as hair flipper as Shawn Michaels with AJ Styles. The way he just sticks his head down in the I want hair. him to do the aerial hair flip, you know, the <laughs> Little Mermaid hair flip. I want him to do that. <laughs> but this is the thing, isn't it? What happens when you put two of the best to do it in a ring together? You do get magic. And like Monty said, you're pulling the moves out as well. I mean, Jaxie, what were your thoughts on this? Because for the first match, these two guys kind of wanted to prove as well they should have been in the main event. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I agree a lot with what my sister said at the very beginning in terms of, you know, in terms of making sense of the, the bloodline storyline and continuing it. I think it definitely wouldn't have had the same impact to end the show. Um, however, they did their utmost best to really just open the show with a bang. You know, this not only got the crowd that you know, they're live in the stadium, but anyone watching from home was probably really just on their feet watching this match, just watching these two veterans go at it. You know, this was thoroughly enjoyable just to watch between the two. Um, you know, I really would have liked AJ to have won because I still believe like he has, you know, a great um, opportunity to do a, 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 have another run with the title at least. Um, but I wasn't surprised that they went, you know, with Seth so yeah it, it was a great match though like but the outcome didn't surprise me no I don't think I mean but again Monty as we said as well with this match it's like when you got the two guys who are as good as this and I know a lot of wrestlers this is a problem now isn't it a lot of wrestlers are really good in the ring but these two are it's all well good to say it but they actually are you know with this generation the last generation there's probably no two better yeah. is there you know like Right. I mean, you, you can't you can put AJ's track record up against anyone. Like I said, he's done it all, you know, at this point. And, uh, you know, and, and Jackson mentioned that, you know, he's done it all. He's he's in his 40s, kind of like he's kind of I put him in. He, I don't want to say he's like in that Ray and Edge and Randy category. But if you look at his age, he definitely is because he's been doing this a very long time. But you still it's people who still want to see him on top, see him as world champion. And then Seth Rollins is just on fire. This is probably the hottest he's ever been as far as character work goes. And the ring work has been there for years. So, again, like you mentioned, when you have two of the best in the ring, you give them stakes. That's why that's probably why it wasn't much of a story, because they were just banking on the fact we got two pros. We got a new championship. People are going to love this no matter what. If we just give them time to do what they do, that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, another thing I want to mention about Saudi, too, is those first few shows in Saudi Arabia, it almost felt like some of the crowd was forced to be there, if you see what I'm saying, because they didn't—they weren't really invested in any of the modern or, like, the current product, like you mentioned, wanting legends and all of that type of stuff, only popping for that type of thing. You know, with the greatest Royal Rumble coming to mind and all that type of stuff when I think about Saudi Arabia. But, at, like you said, these last few shows, they've done a really good job of really uh, not, not only giving Saudi Arabia important shows, but now it seems like Saudi Arabia is also into the storylines that they've been uh, with, like we're going to talk about later in the main event. Like, that crowd was hot. So, again, I, I got to give them props for, for being not only a great crowd for this match, but, again, you got two pros in there. The only thing I will say about the, the argument with the main event is I think this is another reason why AJ himself wanted to go hard was because, they hear the chatter. AJ, like I mentioned, mentioned before about the fact that this belt is automatically feeling secondary when it comes to what Roman has going on. So that that lights a fire under you too. That's like, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna steal the show and they're gonna have to follow this because again, I don't want my if I'm self Rollins, I don't want my world heavyweight championship to automatically be looked at as less than what Roman has. So you have to start off on the right foot. And like like I said, to what two guys better that you trust to give you a pretty, a really, really good to all-time great level match. And all, these two are two great examples of it, like you mentioned, Jack. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt. And seeing AJ hit a pedigree, which is great. Uh, anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, scores. So, Gina out of five, uh, what would you score this? 
Um, I enjoyed the match, and can I also just point out that I really enjoyed the uh, promos that they were putting on the the shows, the house shows as well. Um, just showing us sort of clips of AJ and Seth, and it was really good just to kind of have that reminder. And for those who don't know the wrestlers that well, seeing a bit of their past really helped kind of solidify why these two were in the final match for the belt. But it was a great match overall, and I enjoyed it and thought it was a great opener to the show, and it kind of set set a standard for the matches. I gave it a four and a half. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Yeah, again, um, agree with everything that was said. Um, that uh, In some of the promos with Seth, you actually see a, a very young Seth and a very young AJ, and AJ just talking about where Seth is going to go. <clears throat> uh, it was it was really well sort of like put together in terms of a package. So I thought this match was great. I also gave it a four and a half. Monty, what about you? Yeah, four and a half is is a fair score. I, I, I you know maybe you can do on it. You could push it a little higher, but I think it was a, a a really perfect, almost perfect way to open the show. Yeah, no, I agree. I'll give it four and three quarters as well. Uh, really, really good stuff. Predictions for the prediction leagues. 2023. So before Night of Champions, the W Prediction League had James on top of three, Gina Ramonti on two, and Jaxie on zero. Yet to score for WWE. Bonus League, Jaxie's nine, Gina on 11, Monty 12, I'm on four, and AEW, James Monty on one, Gina, Jaxie on zero. So to start this one, we all went Seth apart from Gina. So unfortunately, Gina on zero, the rest is on one. And then the second bout of the card was a grub match between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. I don't know about you guys. So fucking weird to see Trish covered up. I mean, I don't know if it's been ingrained of me since an early age, but <laughs> everything covered was just like, what? Hey? Like, I don't know. Uh, Lynch did look great as a bride from Kill Bill. Like, there's, there's something about Becky Lynch in these moments. Really, really good. But the two former champs didn't waste any time going right at it. They quickly took the fight out of the ring. With a veteran threw Lynch into the still steps. For the next few minutes, this match was all Stratus. Despite the man with a tenacity DDT bit failed to keep her down. He started to get vicious by pulling her rival's hair and scraping her face across the mat. Lynch low found a second win, started to take control. She hit an exploded suplex and a leg drop for the middle rope for a near fall. She beat a count out and a kick out after a chick kick. They built towards the finish. Stratus was able to get out the disarmor and got a foot on the rope to break the count after a manhandle slam. So he Stark then appeared out of nowhere, hit a finish on Lynch while the ref had his back turned. This allowed Stratus to hit Stratus Faction for the win. Jaxie, what were your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I, I, firstly, uh, kind of weird, like you said, to see Trish uh, dressed up and covered up. But at the same time, I didn't mind it. I thought her outfit looked great. Um, you know, I... I don't mind that they, you know, respect the traditions that are um, kind of uh, taught over in uh, Saudi Arabia. So I didn't really have um, any issues with their attire. And I think they do well to kind of like um, make it their own and, and, you know, sort of make it the characters that they are. Like you said, Becky's outfit as Kill Bill. Um, there's something iconic about look well, uh, about her in that yellow and black attire. So I I really liked seeing it again because she did a rendition about of that before. Um, so this is sort of another look of that. 
So uh, I enjoyed that as well. The match was uh, good. Um, I thought it was kind of slow at first to kind of pick up, but I was truly sort of invested in watching, you know, how how well uh, Trish is, is back in the ring and stuff. You know, we we saw what she could do against Charlotte. Um, I think that was at Evolution. Um, <clears throat> but I don't think we've actually seen her back in the ring since then. Um, so, yeah, really nice to kind of see her back in the ring and just showing off, uh, like, sort of the, the heel side of Trish that we all remember from the 90s. So there there were some really nice callbacks to kind of, like, her original character that came out, um, and that was quite enjoyable. Um, I've got to admit, the uh, the Zoe Stark um, interruption came out of nowhere for me, but it really ignited um, a lot of life into this storyline. Um, and I, I, I got to admit, I wasn't really excited uh, upon Zoe's uh, entrance into the main roster. I mean, she kind of squashed Nikki Cross, I think. Um, and it, it things that, well, I mean, it just wasn't impactful, you know. But seeing her actually get involved in this, I immediately kind of became intrigued, you know, like where, where are things going to go from here? Um, so, yeah, I think they did absolutely well with booking this at the at the end of the match. Um, and I thought all women did really great in this match to really sell it and just, you know, kind of pique everyone's interest. Yeah, maybe the crowd weren't into this as they should have been. But like you said, this match was better than expected and start being involved should give it a rub. And weirdly enough, we mentioned about Trish. This is her first win since 2006. So it's like one of the first times she actually won. Uh, which again, oh, is wow. good. well, congrats, Trish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, Monty. I mean, you know about Zoe Stark from NXT days. I mean, we. This is good, isn't it? I mean, you know, p- the potential anyway. Yeah, because she's always been great in the ring, and I think we talked about this all the time on NXT. If she have any hole in her game, is character work, and I think involving her in a storyline like this will give her a basis for more character work. Give her see how well she can play off a legend like Trish. You know, see how well she can work and play off someone like Becky. You know, because again, that's that's just a, that's a big time feud to kind of get pushed into when you think about the names involved. So yeah, I I, I think this is awesome for her uh, in this spot. And again, like you guys mentioned, the match was solid. It was pretty good. I didn't have a, really any problem with it. Uh, Trish's gear uh, was also a, a kind of a callback to her old bodysuit that she used to wear. But like you mentioned, James, she was not like completely covered in the arms or anything or, you know, like she was in this one. So it was kind of a, a nice infusion of a throwback once again, which Trish did at WrestleMania. So like she's, she's been knocking the gear out of the park, honestly. And again, I can, I can, I can just kind of second you guys with Becky and her gear. But honestly, again, the way this match played out was uh, like you said, a lot better than maybe uh, I was expecting coming in, but that finish definitely shocked me. You know, uh, the thing is, I when I was predicting this match, I legitimately remember saying to myself, this does not feel like Trish is just going to go away after this. So, But I still went with Becky because I just, you know, sometimes you just you go with your gut feeling. Sometimes you gut wrong. But this is, this is really good, though. I had no problem with that, especially with the shock finish. I am also intrigued in where we're going with this. Do Becky, uh, you know, another thing, too. They're putting, they're using this to now put over a young talent, and that makes this storyline ten times better, in my opinion. Because you know, with Trish just beating her clean, we we come on, we Trish is a Hall of Famer. What does Trish need to gain from just beating Becky? Wouldn't make sense. 
But if you incorporate a young person like Zoe Stark, uh, a heel, give her a chance to work and, uh, you know, build herself up some more, not only with character, but also working with someone like Becky Lynch, it can only be a positive from here. And Trish can stick around, maybe manage, or, you know, also continue to wrestle in this feud. But you see what I'm saying? Like, this is yeah. just, it just gives everything about this more legs when you incorporate. Because now I'm wondering, does do Becky find someone young to, you know, or, or just anyone to help out? Or does she continue to be the lone, uh, you know, awesome wrestler that she has been throughout? So we'll see, you know, or does Lita get incorporated back into this? There's a lot of interesting ways they could go. And I'm interested to see what they decide to do. It's always good when you're asking more questions coming out to it than we were before. And like I said, it's added a lot right. more, more light. I mean, Gina, does this get you more invested in the storyline now? Because like we said, Zoe Stark is going to play an interest. And we knew this feud was going to carry on. But now, like we talk about, there is a reason. Yeah, for sure. I, I literally was thinking to myself, is Lita going to get involved at the end to help Be- Becky win? But with the... Um, Stark interference I now think that possibly Lito will come back and it'll be two legends paired with two young ones you know and giving us maybe a tag match between them all um, but I'm glad that they continued the feud and I, I, I thought it was great because I, did, I wasn't ready for Trish to go back off the screen I was happy with her on my screen so for me I was happy with this yeah oh, oh scores and uh, Jaxie what was your score of this match out of five Um, I gave this a 4.6 because the Zoe involvement definitely just kind of grew my interest into this growing storyline. And I'm intrigued to see where it's going to go. Yeah, without a doubt. Monty, what about you? Yeah, I gave it like 3.9. Gina? I gave it a 4.5. And I gave it a 4. Really, really good stuff. Predictions? Yes, well, fuck but uh, I, as, as Monty did, went for Lynch. Gina and Jaxie went Trish. So at the moment, Jaxie is on two and the rest are on one. As we head to our next match, the Intercontinental title match with Gunther versus Ali. And Mustafa Ali received a very warm reception. We talked about the video packages. There's a video package uh, which was on the press conference re-shown about uh, Ali going to Mecca, which is really, really well done. But as for the match, up and a champion immediately asserted his dominance by throwing Ali to the mat like it was nothing to him. Ali avoided a chop and hit one of his own. He tried to use his speed to stick a move and it worked. Well, for a while. But the ring general stopped him in his tracks with a body slam. Ali began to rally after taking a lot of punishment. He hit a tornado DDT but was able to hit the 450. Gunther drop kicked him in the corner for powerbomb him to get the win. Uh, Monty, what you're I mean, and also, not only just your thoughts on the match, but Ali has never won a title in WWE. Not even, like, the 24-7 championship. That ain't right. But what are your thoughts on the yeah. match? Didn't even win the Cruiserweight back <laughs> in the day when he was... Well, I think he was the heart of... Yeah, he was the heart of it and didn't even win the Cruiserweight, man. It's sad. But, yeah, uh, I think Ali, that's, this match, once again, proves just how much more he deserves. Like, again, he, he is so much better than just... Uh, entertaining jobber. That's pretty much the role he's had. He's entertaining. You know the matches can be good if, if they're going to give him time. He's not just going to get murdered by Bobby Lashley in 30 seconds. But, uh, you know, this is just what he can do. He's always been compelling. 
he, uh, you know, another person that when I think about him, I think I still think about Cedric Alexander, and he's another guy in the same vein that I know can put on awesome matches, but for some reason never never gets the time, never gets the spotlight. And it's the same thing goes for Ali. I just I I think a match like this can only make 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 him go up from here, hopefully. And you know, I I know what he's continued to do right after this, but again, it, it'll be nice to see. I know he's a free agent. And that doesn't really bode well. Probably won't see a title in his future when you're in the free agent role. I don't think that's a really a good sign if you got you can jump from any show that you're going to actually don't, win any title. Don't tell Corbin but, that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't tell Corbin. Exactly. Don't tell Corbin that. But but uh, you know who knows who knows what can happen. But I, I love I've always loved Ali's work, and I think this is another example of just how good he is. And then again, Gunther, I, you could put Gunther in the ring with a broomstick and. I swear, I, I watch him break the broomstick in half with chops, and it'll be compelling. Like it's nothing, like I don't. It's nothing Gunther can't do in the ring. And again, uh, like the formula that he has. Again, I don't. The thing is, this is the only thing that's going to go against any Gunther match from now on to me. Until he passes Honky Tonk Man, I, I, I will not believe any challenger will have a shot. <laughs> like it's just they don't have a shot. That's how far away he is. He's literally. The closest thing to Roman Reigns at this point to when it comes to, like, you know Gunther has a match, and it's like, yeah, I don't think I can bet against Gunther. <laughs> so, like, uh, he's just he's, he's awesome. He's killing it. And this match was uh, a really, really great spectacle, a great Intercontinental Championship match. I really enjoyed it. I mean, Gina is Monty Wright. Are we running out of challenges for the Intercontinental title now? Or for, especially for Gunther. <laughs> I mean, I definitely agree. Uh, to be honest, I, I, everything Monty said was on point. It just described everything perfectly. Gunther is the machine. I definitely will take, I will pay money to see him versus a broomstick. I will take that. <laughs> um, I, do, I do think, I think he's elevated this belt to be bigger than what it, how it's been showcased before it fell into Gunther's hands. You know, I think the belt was tr- being treated like the mid-card wrestlers sort of phase. It wasn't really setting whoever was the champ on a pedestal. And Gunther has definitely put that pedestal in place and said, I am here. I am above all of you. And in a way, he has become a kind of Roman Reigns. There isn't really anyone that can that can challenge him for that, you know? Mm. So um, I don't really know who's going to take him down that peg. I really don't. <laughs> this is a difficult thing, isn't it? But the question is as well, I mean, Jaxie, I'll get you involved and I'll ask you this. Is it a case of, has Gunther outgrown the Intercontinental title? Because as Gina mentioned, like, he's been a great IC champ, but he's, he's, yeah. you know what I mean? He's world championship material. I mean, I... Oh, for sure. I think this is definitely, this run, this current run he's having is uh, really, uh, helped his character grow into the kind of competition that we can potentially see um, head towards a title run. You know, he is on on Raw. I think he could have an awesome match against, you know, Seth Rollins at the moment. Um, you know, like he'd be a viable contender, you know? Um, it, it's true. I, I couldn't really see who else could face him right now and really, like Monty says, bet against Gunther. So um, as much as a... Um, a 
Ali gave a really, really great performance. It, it's a real shame with Ali because he, you know, we all saw his sort of entrance into the main roster. He had the potential to be given a push and that was knocked down a peg and then forgotten about. So it is a shame to see where, you know, he's at um, in terms of like his level and his career. And I know he can do so much more, but in terms of Gunther, this just, this match really worked for him and just really worked over the fact that he is such a strong contender um, to be thinking about bigger and better gold, you know? Yeah, I think we're about to shadow it out. Right, so scores for that one then. Monty, what were you going to score it? Uh, I think this match, uh, I give it four and a quarter. The only thing that could knock it down again is probably just the believability of, of Ali winning. But honestly, he killed it. Like So I have no problem. I stay four and a quarter. Yeah. Gina, what about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go for the same um for the same reasons. Yeah, and Jaxie. I too am gonna go at four and a quarter. Yeah, four and a quarter across the boards then for that one. Predictions, we all went Gunther. I think that's become like a safe bet. You know, like I'll say like we talk about if predictions. <laughs> yeah. If Gunther's in an title match, it's gonna be Gunther. Uh, so Jaxie's three, two up. Jaxie at the moment, you're on course to win your first WWE paper of the year, but a lot can change. Uh, Kevin Owens. Exactly. (laughs) We see Kevin Owens uh, spitting fire to motivate Sami Zayn. I mean, how great has Kevin Owens been this past few weeks as well? Um, LA Knight shown in the crowd, and then the Raw Women's Championship was on the line in the rematch from WrestleMania 39 where Bianca Belair took on Oscar. This immediately turned to a physical fight, they rolled around the ring trying to get the upper hand before Belair the first major takedown. They each spent a minute or two in control before the other would take over. They kept that kind of pace for several minutes, but Oscar began to focus on hurting Belair's arm. She seems to get comfortable in the driver's seat. The ESCW hit a backbreaker to stop the Empress of Tomorrow's momentum and began a comeback. But you could hear the crowd beginning to cheer more for Oscar as the crowd progressed. Oscar missed. Uh, the mist when she tried to spray Belair with it, but then as she was down, she used to wipe some of the mist into it, and then when she got picked up, put it into the eyes of Belair, kicked her in the head, and then in the back, and ladies and gentlemen, your new, I say, <laughs> Raw Women's Champion, it is Oscar. Uh, unbelievable. Belair's reign ends 420 days, longest in the modern era, Gina, this was quite a surprise, wasn't it? I mean, I'm not mad at the win. I'm just going to put that out there now. I'm not mad at the win. But I'm so annoyed. I thought Bianca was going to have a longer reign than this, so I just always, you know, backed her. But the the annoying thing is, is I literally went with Asuka for my prediction and changed it just before I sent the predictions to James. So I changed it back to Bianca because I was like, no, I seriously (laughs) am because I was screaming at my sister when the win happened. I'm not mad at Oscar winning. I'm actually happy. I think it's going to create a new avenue for Bianca to take her character because she is kind of staying stagnant right now in in the current position she's in. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's kind of like a Roman Reigns reign, but... At the, at the end of the day, Bianca has pretty much gone through every female in that roster, apart from the ones that they don't want her to lose to, basically, that they don't want to keep 
putting her up against or something. So for me, I do feel like a change needed to come for her character. And I think her losing the belt is going to ignite that change. So, yeah, I'm definitely happy with Asuka's win. I'm just annoyed at my last minute change of predictions. But this is the funny thing. When we're talking about Gunther's reign and even like Roman's reign. And but when it does mm-hmm. come to an end, we still moan about it. Cause I wasn't ready. Like even with this one, I'm going, no, they should have done it differently. And then I try to think. I mean, <laughs> it's weird. No, like I'm that. still not over. I'm still not over Sami Zayn leaving the the bloodline just yet. I wasn't ready for <laughs> Sami's character to stop just being the character he was in the bloodline. <laughs> you know, just always dancing when he comes out, thinking he's a part of the family. And... Yeah. I, I'm still not over it, even though that that's come and gone now. I'm still not over it. Well, I I still remember Drew McIntyre as a main event player before Clash. So yeah, I know it run, <laughs> run, runs deep. Um, but Jaxie, I've got <laughs> Jaxie, I've got asked you because Oscar man, I know has been a point of contention, especially what, what happened to her back at WrestleMania. What was it, 34 now, or wherever mm. it was? Is this a chance yeah. to have Oscar? Uh, play the character that she was always destined for. I mean, what were your thoughts on this? To beat Belair's mm-hmm. reign is a big, big deal. It is. Um, and I think if anyone was going to break that reign, um, anyone deserving it definitely was Oscar. Um, we all know that she's deserved a title reign for quite a while now. Um, this sudden changing in her character has really led us to believe that they have, you know, something in mind for her Um going forward and you know this just even though I felt like they may have gone longer with Bianca's reign and I went with Bianca this really just excited me to see her pick up this win especially uh with this new character that a lot of people aren't accustomed to uh with Oscar so I'm really just hoping that we're gonna potentially get the uh run that she was meant to have from coming up to from NXT this is what I thought. I knew you'd be happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, Bianca and Oscar um, are two of the women that are in, very much in, you know, my top five. Um, and so I, I don't think I would have been mad either way this went. Um, I'm, I'm just really happy to see that not only are we getting like another title run from Oscar, we're we're getting a, a new character that I don't think um, many of us who only watch main, main roster stuff would have seen from her. So this, you know, feels completely fresh, something new. Um, and I hope they run with it for a while. So we'll see how things go. It's going to be very, very interesting. Monty, I have just one thing to say. Do you think they're going to swap the titles now? Do you think they waited to this moment? Please, <laughs> right. please, somebody, like, please, I don't. Just do it. You don't even have to air it on television. Just let just just let them pop up with the right belt. I was I just so confused. I was like the raw women's championships. I was expecting to see Oscar Monday. <laughs> we didn't get that promo until Friday. So I'm just like, please switch it back. I don't know why we're continuing it. Or, you know, finally, you know, I what 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 is the wait? Why are we doing it? Do you know did have they said any reason why? Really, still the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. Yeah, I, I, like they—they've really not explained it, and I don't understand just, because not remember a few years ago, or like you know, to the infamous controversy that was Becky and Charlotte swapping belts and they keep yeah. up in the ring. You know, like what? Well, why can't we have just instantly swapped it over the minute that the draft happened? I have no exactly. idea why they're longing this out. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But again, uh. 
uh, like you guys mentioned, it's, it's a, it was surprising, but an awesome moment for Oscar. And what I also liked was the psychological part of it. If you remember at WrestleMania, she missed the miss, and that costed her, and she lost the match. And she also she did it again early in this match, missed the miss when she did it that way. So she was smart enough. Okay, I'm just gonna put it on my hand and rake the eye. It's just I just love that touch. I love the the psychological part of that. Just being smart enough to be like, okay, I won't I won't be able to beat her if I just do the miss regularly. So let me do it this way and get the advantage. It was really really smart finish. I, I really enjoyed that part of it. And uh, you guys pretty much hit on hit on it. Like Oscar's been very deserving of it, and this is also a great catalyst. You know, like you talk about it, both characters, both both characters here has so much room to grow and so much stuff that they can really do now. You know, we have Oscar can be the dominant, you know, monster of a champion. You never know if she's going to use the miss or she's just going to brutalize you and make you tap. And then you can have Bianca going back into kind of those NXT days because a lot of people, this is, it's some people who remember, you know, James, you know, because we watched a lot of NXT, you know. The Bianca that was spent most of her time in NXT is, the, is completely different mm-hmm. than the Bianca who was a babyface kind of like John Cena, you know, world champion here on Raw and all that. So she's going to, you know, I can see a little bit more of that attitude already that she's leaning into going forward. So, you know, when the fans kind of turned on her too. So, again, we can see the the greatness of Bianca Belair's character. To me, that the EST can always go both ways. She can be inspiring, but she also can be very, very cocky as the EST. And I can't wait to see her tap into that side of her character while she tries to chase her belt down. And again, with Oscar on top, that opens up many possibilities for, you know, the, the obvious clash that everyone wants with Oscar and EO, or, you know, you could do Oscar and Bailey again down the line. So it just, it, it's just, it, it really, like you said, breathes new life in the women's division and gives them a fresh perspective at the top. So we'll just see after Money in the Bank or, you know, how, how things turn out and where they decide to go heading forward with Oscar. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, right, so scores then. Gina for Oscar Belair. What are you going to score out of five? Yeah, I gave this a five-star match because I didn't see the ending coming and they surprised me, so I gave it five. Well, Jack, see, what about you? I gave it four and three quarters. Monty? Yeah, I gave it four. Four star. Yeah, I gave it four and a quarter. I don't think it was... Uh, as good as their mania match, but I can understand. Yeah, how the finish, you know, uh, so very very clever. Right, it was a good I've, finish. I've moaned about finishes in the past a lot, <laughs> especially when it comes to WWE, and this, like I said, was well done. Uh, predictions: We all went Belair, so Jaxi is still in the lead, three to two, and then we see an Italian Ray Ripley taking center stage to fight over the SmackDown Women's Championship. But as usual, where Ripley went. Dominic Mysterio was not far behind. Eradicator attacked Natty right after the bell and absolutely destroyed her. She won in just a couple of minutes in what might be the closest thing we've had to a squash match on a pay-per-view in a long time. Happy birthday, Natalia. Uh, Jaxi, what are your thoughts on this? Because, again, it's bad for Nat, but Ripley, you know, looked great. Yeah. I mean... I, I immediately was confused because, you know, there there was a lot of discussion, especially if anyone had watched like the pre-show or the commentary that sort of took place before. And there was a lot of adoration and love for Natalia, sort of like kind of talking about her achievements and highlights as well as just sort of the respect that she has over it there. So just to see this kind of become like a two minute squash match was 
not what I was expecting. I mean, of course, from Rhea's point of view, like for it's it, it's great to see her so dominant, you know. Um, so like you can't really deny like how well Rhea it made Rhea look. But I also was just a little bit confused. Um, what did Natalia do to piss everyone off backstage? <laughs> Like on her birthday as well. Like fuck you, Natalia. That's what they basically said. <laughs> was there was there any point to having this match here? You know, really. Yeah, well, it, it just kind of feels pointless. It felt like a toilet break that uh, uh, that no one knew that they should run to the toilet for because if it was only three minutes, you know. Um, you know, the, the their entrances took longer than the match did, so I I don't really. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it looked great for Rhea, but I just feel like we could have had a decent match out of the two, but we just didn't. <laughs> no, no. Right, so scores for that. Jaxie, start us off. How would you going to score that match? <laughs> it wasn't five star. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't I really know. have much to say on it. <laughs> There's not a lot. There's not a lot. We, you've no, done the best no. you can, I, I will admit there. Uh, Gina, what about you out of five? <laughs> this is really hard because I really like Rhea and she she always kind of gives a five star match but it went so short I can't really give it that much it's like three and three and a half <laughs> it's a tough one Monty did you really you must have really enjoyed this <laughs> uh, come on first of all you guys are being generous you both said two minutes three minutes the match itself was a minute and nine seconds the interests may make it two, That's three minutes, but it was just a minute and nine seconds. First of all, well, second of all, telling me that was even worse. That's even yes. worse. Than it was just a little bit over a minute, not not multiple minutes. And <laughs> second of all, second of all, Natty is like you guys mentioned. She's a she's pretty much a legend when it comes to this women's division. All how long she's been around, all the stuff she's accomplished. And this is one thing I know about Ned. The stories may not ever be there for her. They never really creatively ever gave her anything that interesting, if you think about it. If you just think about Ned's entire career and think about creative, it's always been shoddy at best. But if there's one thing I always knew about Ned is that she can give competitive matches and, and you know, <laughs> pretty decent, you know what I mean? Pretty decently constructed matches. So to see her just not even get a chance to do anything just because and you know Dominic's gonna be there so being distracted by Dominic is also pretty stupid too so now he looks like an idiot and she looks like a Trump because she lost in a minute and it just uh, like again it was just it was kind of sad from that point of view for me so I honestly you, you want me to rate this I'll give it what I give it what did it win with one minute I give it one star <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna give it two and a half just because just because, all right? I don't have to give any reasons. Uh, predictions? Uh, I, I this was a segment, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this was a segment. This should have just been a Not a match. segment. <laughs> you know, you, you should have just had Natty being interviewed backstage and Rhea just took her out yeah, and then the yeah, rest was like, right. no, that's not going to happen, you know? Well, we all went Ripley prediction-wise, so it means Jaxie is 4-3 up against the rest with just two matches going. Of course, we've already had one main event earlier, and Seth was very happy with his win, and we've got two more main events to go. The uh, penultimate match was Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. For anybody that didn't see, I mean, Monty, you did change your prediction on this because you saw a bit of the press conference yes. with Cody Rhodes. <laughs> what, why did you change your opinion? I saw him in a swing. 
Okay, so originally I was like, okay, Cody, you know what? Cody beat Seth three times. Why not? They're going to put him over strong. But see, I haven't been able to catch all of Ross, but I want, I knew he got attacked with the Kamor. But then I saw on the sling, I saw Michael Cole grilling Triple H like, <laughs> you, Cody Rose has a broken arm and you're letting him fight. I'm like, you said he has a what? And I seen him in the sling. I was like, oh, hell no, he's not beating Brock Lesnar <laughs> with a broken arm. So I just said, please let me switch my feet. Please. <laughs> Well, uh, so yes, a, I had the switch. Might have been a fair choice. The Beast Incarnate made his way out first. When Rhodes came out, he received a massive reception from the crowd. I mean, Jaxie, I mean, we talk about Cody Rhodes. Is, has there been a hotter kind of babyface slash good guy in the past five years to sell the merch, to get that reaction, mm. and still not be as successful? Yeah. You know, he lost these big match, yeah. and yet the fans still love him. <laughs> You just got to keep questioning what the hell WWE have planned for him because, you know, they, they have him in all of these great positions where he's at his top, at his hype, you know, really won over all of the crowd. And each time you're just having him lose. So it's like, well, what are you playing? Because you're going to end up squashing this this hype that that is currently behind him soon to the point where everyone's just like, well, he's a joke because he talks all this talking, just keeps losing. He never wins gold. Like, you know, so they're going to McIntyre him. Where... They're going to McIntyre him, aren't they? That's... Yeah, I mean, where, where is he drafted? Is he on Raw? Because if he's on Raw, then that basically just means that he's going to, you know, potentially go against Seth. And it's kind of like, okay, so he got relegated to that because he couldn't even fin- finish off Roman. So it's like, how much hype really should should is going to continue to stay behind him? So yeah, it's just questionable in terms of the uh, like when it comes to WWE creatives and what they have you know, running up for Cody, especially when you get him in positions where like with Brock Lesnar, he's broken his arm. So like how long will he be out? You know, will we actually see him like in promos or will he be out for a bit again? Because then that's going to also like put a, put a stamper in, in the current hype that he has behind him. So all of these factors are just kind of not adding up to, or, or, or even working in his favor right now. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, Rhodes came out with his arm wrapped in a brace and Lesnar looked like a predator zero and an already injured prey. American Nightmare tried to use his quickness to avoid him, but his rival was able to corner him before he hit the belly-to-belly suplex. Rhodes, and I love this in wrestling, Rhodes started using his cast as a weapon and the babyface always does that when he looks at the crowd and it's like, look what I've just found. And he's just twatting Lesnar with it around the ring with huge... Four arm strikes. He nailed him with a suicide dive. Climbed to the top for a double axe handed as well. But the beast grabbed him the Kimura lock and rolled over so Rose couldn't escape as he did at Backlash. American Nightmare made it to the rope to force a break and counted to a crossroads for a close two count. But Lesnar put him back in the Kimura and the ref called for the bell once it was clear Rhodes was unable to fight back. Uh, Monty, what do they say about a one armed man in an ass kicking contest? But again, this was, <laughs> I thought this was quite good for a second chapter, though. Yeah, again, I don't. The match was fine. Uh, you know, I thought, like you mentioned, it definitely had the crowd into it. Which I'm not saying I was surprised that Cody was that over in Saudi Arabia or this match was that over. But you know, again, everyone was really invested, and they they actually did a good job at the beginning, in my opinion, of pretty of telling a pretty decent. And I and I got I understood the story they were trying to tell. The problem is they kind of went a little overkill for me. And this is someone who's broken bones before. I've broken my ankle. 
it's just like, all right, you guys need to change up what his injury is because there's no way Cody Rhodes can survive. I know this is wrestling. I get it. I'm not, I'm not being one of those people. I understand. But at, at some point, you got professional wrestling, and then at some point, you have reality. And in reality, there's no way you can be in a Kimura lock for five-plus minutes you know, even though the Kimura is not even something that breaks arms, it's usually it puts a lot of pressure on your shoulder. But if you have a broken arm and someone is reaching on your shoulder, I'm telling you, it, that does not feel good. It's just bones are supposed to be broken there. So, again, the suspension of disbelief there kind of took me out of it after a while, even though I already understood what they were trying to get across. They're trying to get across that Cody is wearing tough SOB. And, you know, Brock Lesnar had to, had to take advantage of something that he did, you know, prior to their match to, to beat him. So, again, it does make Cody look strong. I get that. Cody definitely looks strong here, and that's the entire goal. But a little bit of the theatrics. Sometimes, you know, that's the thing with Cody Rose. Sometimes Cody's drama can be perfect, perfect cinema and all that, and then sometimes it's like, ah, okay, you're going, you're going a little overboard there, Cody, all right? You know, so, again, I, I to me, I kind of lost the match a little bit once he sat in that Kimura lock for five-plus minutes. But, again, I got it. I understood the finish. And also passing out from Kamora lot. I understand Cody. Cody doesn't lose anything if he actually taps here, guys. I just want to let you know. He has a broken fucking arm. Are you really going to be mad at Cody if he tapped out? So why does he pass out? from? This is not something that cuts your circulation off. Why is he passing out from just, like, Stone Cold when he passed out from the sharpshooter? It had nothing to do with pain. He was losing blood from his head. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let's 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 come on now. Let's 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 stir up this psychology because I may be nitpicking, but it does mean <laughs> a little bit of something. Like when we're talking about realism here. So yeah, that's the only thing I really hated about the match. But other than that, I got it, and it was pretty good. They got the story across. But this is the same Jackson mentioned in the last pod as well. It's like how unlucky can Cody be? You know, it's like you know, oh, right? It's the year right? And then uh, injury prone, all this kind of stuff. And also, with what it right. looks like as well uh, for Money in the Bank is well, Cody's I don't think involved in any Money in the Bank matches, so he's not going to be involved. Qualified, in the match. yeah. Uh, and also, so they're, they're just taking him out of the title picture. Yeah, and he's an open challenge to Brock, but Brock has never been to a London show, so I don't see it happening. The Money in the Whew. Bank. Uh, it's inter- right. I mean, Gina. What were your thoughts on this match with Cody and Brock? I mean, my thoughts were very similar to both Monty and Jaxie's thoughts, to be honest. I, I even remember watching it and saying to my sister, I think Cody's one of those, I don't I don't remember the word that they use for him, but people who get off on pain. Oh, yeah. And I was Mas- like, I, I, masochist. I, I, <laughs> that's it, masochist. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't think of the word. I was like, I actually think that he's a bit of a masochist. Don't get me wrong, this is not me trying to slate Cody in any way. I like Cody. I thought he gave a good match, just like he always has. But it's like, in my head, I kind of had pictured Cody backstage going, no, 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 no. I'm not going into this pay-per-view without an injury. So someone give me a fucking injury, okay? I'm going into this pay-per-view with an injury. Like, And for some reason, I just have it in my head that that's, that's all he cares about. <laughs> because he wants to be seen as, yeah, I got this injury and I can still take this beating. So what? But it's in my eyes, it's not benefiting him in any way. <laughs> he's just kind of like coming out the short end of the stick. And, and like my sister said, you know, he's just going to end up off for injuries and people's 
hype about him is going to end up being more hype about, oh, here's the injury guy. Well, so, the thing is, um, oh, it will be more Monty Python where he comes out without a leg and he goes, "Tis just a scratch. It's <laughs> just a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> literally, that is it. That is it. So I literally said to my sister, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got brandy with the whole, like, you know, tub of just, like, you know, gear of branding shit <laughs> to hurt him because he's just a masochist. He just wants the pain. So, yeah, um, God knows, he's a madman, but I wholeheartedly agree with Monty. I have broken my arm twice in the same place, and being in an arm lock like that, I'm sorry, I am not lasting, like, 10 seconds before tapping. It, it's just, it, it felt a little unrealistic to me. But the match itself was good and entertaining, but there were points that I'd sit there and be like, yeah, that's ridiculous. And that's why maybe wrestling do get those haters sometimes going, yeah, wrestling's not fake, right? You yeah. know, it's just like, it's annoying because obviously it's not. People do get injuries, hence Cody's arm injury. But then there are times like that in the match where you're just like, yeah, this right here is just stupid. <laughs> this is the thing, uh, Jaxie, please tell me you've broken your arm to keep up the suggestion with, with, with the other two. And I like this more than Backlash. I mean, is that my wrong? Yeah, um, I have. So yes. we've all been yeah. there then. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah through being stupid then yeah <laughs> uh yeah but i mean what are your thoughts on this one i mean my thoughts were pretty much uh the same as both monty and my sisters i kind of um didn't really think that this match was gonna go that long um especially because of everything to do with cody's arm um I, I too felt like it was a bit ridiculous at the fact that, you know, you're meant to make us all believe that you really wouldn't tap if your arm was really broken like that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, again, it goes back to what I originally was saying with this match um, going into it, that I'm just not too sh- sure uh, what they're planning to do with Cody or where they're planning to take him from here. But right now, this is not really looking good for him. And, uh, like, the booking just needs to kind of be better if they're looking to push him. So, scores then. Monty, what would you score this out of five? Um, yeah, I give it three and three quarters. Three and three quarters. Gina? Uh, three and a half. And Jaxie? Uh, I gave it three and a half, too. I gave it a four. I like this more than backlash, and I'm going to stick by it. Predictions? Well, this... never, never broke your bones. Never broke your bones. Oh, do, do you know what I have? But I just don't want to show up about it. You know, like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't? Who I've broken up both arms, shoulders, everything. Like, yeah, like, full body cast me. Ooh. You know, but I don't like. To wow, about I had to it. wheel you out of there. Huh? Hey, tell you that. Uh, <laughs> tell you that. Anyway, <laughs> predictions. Things have changed. Uh, Jackson Gina went for Brock Lesnar, James, and no, that's wrong. I've got this wrong here. What have I done here? Predictions. James and Monty, I think, went Brock. Jackson Gina went Cody. So that does change stuff now. I've just got the names wrong around. Panic me for a second there. So it does. Um, no, I went Brock. <laughs> I, I went Brock. 
Do you go I Brock? I went Brock, yeah. Did everybody go oh, Brock? Everybody went Brock. Everybody went Brock. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a minute. Let me have a look then. Yeah, I went Brock. <laughs> <laughs> you sure everybody went Brock on that one? No, I'm Definitely. checking my I'm notes. I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking at my notes. Hang on a minute. Speak. I'm, I'm trusting you guys. I don't <laughs> No, I mean, I sent my messages to James. He can double-check the messages. He can double-check his message. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm double-checking So you both... Hang on a minute. <laughs> so you both went Brock. It doesn't change anything, I don't think. So it was... Jaxi on four, rest on three. So that would be Jaxi on five, rest on four. So let me just see. Hang on a minute. Like, whilst you, you know, talk between your... Let me just see what if that changes the... Final scores on here, so yeah, I, I broke I, I broke my skateboard. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's great, young kids. About, yeah, well, <laughs> so nice I mean, them. I I I put my pre-order in for Final Fantasy 16. I put my pre-order in for Assassin's Creed Mirage because I'm on Assassin's Creed Mirage. Nice. That's all I do. I'm I'm going to definitely be pre-ordering that myself, but considering it's like coming out 10 days after my birthday, I'm also hoping to just ask for it for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hidden Blade, baby. Hidden Blade. Yeah, that one's going to be a good one, definitely. I need to catch up and play Valhalla now because I haven't played Valhalla yet. Yeah, most people Fine. haven't finished it. I'm still, I'm like in the middle of it, so I'm still playing it. <laughs> Dude, I completed the main story, and I'm, I'm, I'm tr- still trying to go, get through all of the DLC. Do you know how much DLC for is for, for it? Yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah, I know they got like a forty dollar one. I think the Ragnarok one, I think, is like forty. Yeah, I mean, don't oh, get me wrong. Each DLC has not disappointed. It's been great storylines. You know, worth uh, worth playing through so i i don't regret um playing through it and um the amount of hours i've put into it but yeah there's, there's a lot of uh content compared to the yeah. previous uh oh yeah it's a big ass game man yeah my issue is though i've literally i've literally only just finished origins i want to hurry up and go to valhalla <laughs> but i haven't played odyssey yet you never played odyssey but, oh man no well i've literally you just know, finished it, origins <laughs> Sandra's. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt everybody. If people want to hear that, then that's what we're going to do before the pod. So, you know, if anybody (laughs) wants to hear that, email me and we'll do that instead of the wrestling. All right. So it's up to you guys. (laughs) You do what you want. Uh, So basically, look at the scores. Yes, everything everything is different now, but it's fine. We're back on track. So it means uh, after that, we all went Brock. So Jaxie's on five. The rest are on four. We move on to the main event of the night, which saw Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa team up to challenge Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the undisputed tag team champions. Sami Zayn wore a special entrance tie, gave himself and KO a special instruction in Arabic, much to the delight of the crowd. We haven't seen Sami and KO at an event, but this seemed to mean an awful lot to Sami. I mean, Jaxi, this was a lovely moment for him, wasn't it? It really was. It was a really feel good uh, moment to see sort of the level of respect that he, uh, you know, um, received from from the audience, but also just the level of respect he had for them, too. So it was a really nice and humble moment. Uh, you got you got to give Sammy that. Yeah, 
lovely. So we move on, like we said, to the main event, uh, and we had to start us off Owens and Reigns for their teams, but KO tagged out so Zayn could face off with the Tribal Chief. After listening to the crowd chant for Zayn, Reigns tags Sokoa in to a chorus of boos. It took a few minutes after the bell for anyone to make contact. Sokoa backed Zayn into the corner and brushed off a chop like it had no impact. He responded by beating down the master strategist in the corner. The Tribal Chief allowed Sokoa to do most of the heavy lifting while the occasion provided a distraction or attacked someone while the ref was distracted. When it was his turn to get the ring, he took it to his former ally with no remorse. W gave them a long time and made sure to pack in a lot of dramatic moments, including a ref bump where Reigns speared him by mistake. The Usos appeared and attacked Owens at ringside. They tried to hit Zane with a double super kick, but they hit Solo by accident. I felt every one of us going, oh, you fucked it now, haven't you? <laughs> it was like, we've seen that in wrestling so many times. But at the moment, I was just like, oh, shit. Uh, the Tribal Chief was pissed and started pushing the twins around. And if there's one thing Roman should have learned is never turn your back on the people in the ring. Because much like Seth and much like Sammy, Jimmy drilled Reigns with a super kick. And Jay yelled at him. Jimmy said he was doing what Jay should have done a long time ago and kicked Reigns again. Uh, Jimmy got a conflicted Jay to leave with him as the cover started getting to his feet. KO took him out with a stunner. And Zayn followed up with a halluva kick. A new ref showed up and counted the pin. Oh, my God. I can't believe Jimmy did it. Gina, talk about long-term storytelling. Jay even calling him Joe when Reigns was knocked to the outside. This was epic. Yeah, you've got to give it to the entire bloodline. Their acting is just amazing and on point. Can I just say really quick, when the twins hit Solo, me and my sister, we always picture ourselves as the twins and Solo as our little sister. And we were just like, quick, pick it Solo up and just hush him up before mom and dad here. Quick, tell him. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. So that part just had me like laughing and also screaming, no, because I just knew what was coming. More shit was going to hit the fan from here. And I'm just so invested in this storyline. Again, it is long-term storytelling going all the way back to sort of COVID era where they had no one in the crowds and you just had Roman bullying um, Jay the entire time, you know. And and when Jim, Jimmy eventually came back and he tried to sort of like big Jay back up again to be like, you're your own man, you're not someone's like little lap dog. And it's just like Jimmy's like actually the one taking action here saying, look, this is what you should have done a long time ago. So this long time storytelling, again, is just perfect by the bloodline. Their acting is amazing. And it was just so entertaining. I was invested as if it was my family. I think we are. And Jaxie, again, this is weird because our first episode together was, I think, Night of Champions or a Clash of Champions. And it was like September of 2020, Roman versus mm. Jay. And do you think since we've been doing this pod together, the story has kind of peaked at this point, and here we are at Night of Champions 2023, yeah. and we've just had that. It's kind of amazing to think about that, you know? It feels like it's coming full circle, you know? Like you say about long-term storytelling, but it feels like it's, it's going back full circle. Um, you know, the, we, I, I think, was, was it the same night of Night of Champions back then that Jimmy came running out to actually, like, you know, just plead with his brother to like quit 
or something because it was an yeah. equip match or something. Yeah. So, you know, th- th- there's a lot of irony in the fact that it's Jimmy that delivered this, you know, super kick to Roman to kind of solidify them not winning the match. Um, so, I'm, I again, the, I don't see how anyone couldn't be invested in this match um, or this story uh, telling. At the moment, I'm just intrigued to see where things are going to go from here because, you know, as much as we as the audience could say that was an honest mistake that the twins kicked their brother, um, we don't know what sort of mood Solo is going to be in. Um, We've seen his loyalty to Roman and is, you know, the bigger question now is, are we going into an era where it's Solo uh, having to choose between Roman and his brothers, which is very intriguing. I mean, this has just been pure cinema. I mean, Monty, you were there at the Rumble watching it when, uh, of course, Sami Zayn did what he did. And and I honestly, and I'm not blaming predictions for this, but the reason why I picked Bloodline part in part is because I thought for something, for, for Roman to lose, had to be something kind of major like this. And they did it. And I'm, again, shocked that they, maybe this happened night of champions in Saudi Arabia. But again, the Bloodline story... Just keep when you think they've peaked, it just goes up another level, doesn't it? Oh yeah, exactly. When you think it's over, or when you think uh, you know they have nowhere left to go, or it's running out of gas, they've been they've done a good job of finding a way to uh, still scratch that itch that this storyline has continued to scratch. And honestly, I don't think it's going to end until we get a united front, like Jay and like the fact that Jay is still so conflicted here really leads me to believe that this is still we're still going to have many legs as long as the Usos are conflicted about it and not like no it screw him he's been using us he treat us like dirt when things don't go his way and whatever whatever he has this weird god complex because let's just be honest Roman at this point is peak paranoid he's out of his damn mind if we really be honest about it but you know it's been like you said it's been some of the most compelling stuff Ever and they've been really, really consistent at the writing and what, like you said, the acting, everything has just been top tier stuff. And I think, as a matter of fact, the Usos were already Hall of Famers, you know, in my opinion. Like even just like just as just as a tag team, they were already there. Yeah. But this bloodline storyline is literally going to be the calling card to where you 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 feel like you re- this whole family, all four of them, may have already etched their name in history forever just because of how epic and how awesomely executed this storyline has been and you know like you mentioned yeah it was really shocking I just knew that my my whole thing was I thought if Roman won the tag belts it's a little bit over here and you kind of undo all of that work you just did with Sammy and Kevin and then I'm like you know so I was like you know no keep the belts on them but you were right it was like how are they going to do that and I, I wasn't really expecting it but this is something else the Usos uh, you know, I think if you would go to old interviews, you'll see Jimmy, I think is a couple minutes, I believe, older than Jay. Jay. So he is he has the little the big blood situation going on here in this stuff. So you can kind of see him take over like, wow, you know, you mushing Jay, still disrespecting this. You're already challenging for our belt. But that's another thing. I think that's what really started is the fact that this is the Uso. These are the Uso's titles. And now you're trying to step and take our belts and then, you know, kind of dismiss us and keep giving us the run around. So they've done a really good job. Even with Roman's absences, they've done a really good job of keeping people invested, keeping this thing going. And like all the, everything just lined up, the stars aligned perfectly 
for that moment and for the finish. And then I love it at the end, Sami Zayn holding the belts above his head, staring right at Roman and like his his post online after saying he may have lost the uh you know he may have lost the battle, but he won the war because he felt like the bloodline is over. So it was just, it was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. And I, I, again, I, I can only commend them. I can't commend them enough. Just as how good everybody has been. Yeah, I mean the thing is as well. We talk about uh, the bloodline story, but Sami Zayn's story as well of him saying to Roman, "I'm going to be the one that breaks the bloodline," you know, and all this kind of stuff. And he has, you know, he the first time Roman's lost. I know he wasn't pinned. But, you know, in a match that he lost for the first time in God knows how long. And now we've seen, you know, the Usos listen to Sammy. Sammy was right. And as Sammy has said since, now he can kind of move on because he's shown everybody what Roman monster he really was. So when you put that together with, like you said, the Jay and Jimmy thing with Roman there, it's just kind of classic, you know. And again, Triple H, I think, mentioned this uh, on SmackDown. But this is something we'll be talking for generations to come and especially this storyline as well and we were all lucky enough to actually review it you know watch it live and then review it uh just a few days later so score wise for the main event gina this out of five i think it's pretty obvious yeah it's a five yeah i think jackson would be the same i gave it a five too and monty yeah, uh, 100%. It's it's a five. And I, and I think even the, even though the work of the match probably – you've probably seen greater tag matches work-wise, but storytelling, once again, I, I can't – no one is doing it better right now, man. Well, predictions – well, this is what fucked me here. But uh, I did go for the bloodline. The rest went for KO and Sammy. So it means the final scores for this are I am on four – Monty Gina on five. So it means Jaxi with six points. You have won your first WWE show of the year. There I you go. I finally picked up a win. I finally pick up a win. Yes. Uh, this is this is just the beginning of my comeback. Watch, James. Watch this space. Well, at this moment in time, it means for the WWE pay-per-view prediction league, then Jaxi is on one. Uh, Hot in the Hills with Gina on two. And Monty's on two as well. I am in a lead with three. Let's hope I can pick it up for Battleground. As for the event in the whole, <coughs> excuse me, we are going to go round. Jaxie, start us off. What would be uh, your match of the night and MVP? Um, my match of the night is clearly the uh, main event, uh, the KO and Sammy match versus Roman and uh, Solo. Um, I gave two MVPs of the night. Um, my first one was to Oscar because I I did not see that um, ma- uh, that ending coming, um, and I think it was like a a, a really great showcase uh, for her and um, for her to pick up the title win. Uh, I think she really shone. Um, but I also gave an MB- MVP shout out to Jimmy um, because you know finally taking that step of I'm I'm no longer uh, living under your your tyrant rule. Um, you know, we don't know whether things things are going to go from here, but Jimmy has now kicked things off. So, yeah, I gave him the MVP too. And I'll tell you another thing about Jimmy I loved. After he kicked Roman, that kind of grunt and the growl of aggression. And like, I've had to anger like that before. And to get it out of your system after you've done it, you know, is one of those moments. Yeah. 
Uh, Gina, you, you M- could just see the adrenaline rushing <laughs> yes. through him, you know. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Gina, MVP and match, please. I literally have the same match as the, the final tag match of the night. Um, I gave my MVP to Oscar because, again, she shocked me and I didn't see that twist coming at the end of that match. And I also gave a special shout out to, even though he didn't have a match, Jimmy, because I think Jimmy just came out and shined in that final match. Uh, and Monty, what about you for match and MVP? Yeah, it's hard to disagree with uh, anything you guys said. Uh, definitely match of the night, tag team main event. Uh, I went I went a different route with my MVP. I went with Sami Zayn. Uh, it's just, again, it's so... I can't even begin to explain why it's so important and why it was such a big deal for him to be in Saudi Arabia, to have that moment, to be speaking Arabian in front of that crowd. It was just an awesome moment for one of the best people in this business. If you know anything about Sami Zayn, he's just an awesome person. So to see him get that moment, and for all the many years, every time there's a, for the last few years, every time there's a Saudi Arabia show, everyone was always wondering, oh, goodness, what is Sami going to be able to go or is this person going to be able to go? So to be able to get this type of you know reaction and to be able to be as over as he was in that situation, I just thought it was awesome because I don't think it's been speaking spoken on spoken on enough at how much of a big deal it is that Sami Zayn it was in Saudi Arabia and was able to have that experience. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So rating out of ten, then Jaxi starts off. What would you rate Night of Champions? I mean, I'm gonna. I, I thought it was actually um, probably the best pay per view there um, that we've had. So I gave it an eight. Give it an eight, uh, Gina. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it's the best show that I've seen in Saudi. For so for me, because it was so entertaining, I gave it a nine. Give it a nine, Monty. What would you score that one? Yeah, uh, like you said, the only real downside was like poor Natty. That's how the only thing I can say is poor Natty. So yeah, eight eight and a half, man, is probably where I'll stay. I'll go, and I will say this: second best show of that weekend, in my opinion. We'll talk about the others later. Oh, uh, I'm gonna give that a nine out of ten, just because of how monumental. You know, I always talk about what happened on the show that mattered, and to crown a new world champion, and to see Jimmy finally do that to Roman, I think is worth the price of admission alone. So finally, before we go, we've got some Raw notes and Smackdown notes. And Raw, not a lot happened. I'm not going to lie. Ricochet and Nakamura qualified for Money in the Bank. That was about it. Cody wants an open challenge. Uh, we'll wait for Brock to answer the open challenge. It won't be London. I won't get my hopes up. Smackdown, June 2nd. Um... Monty, why ruin Pretty Deadly's entrance theme? No, boy. No, Did you... boy. <laughs> why? Why? I thought you would like that horrible, that horrible sound. I don't know. We're pretty deadly or whatever they were saying. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But I love that they're winning and they're doing their, their great heel tactics. Hopefully, everyone's paying attention. I love that they're winning. Who would have thought Theory and Pretty Deadly would have worked so well? But they, they have been, like I said, beating the uh, Brutes on SmackDown. LA Knight and Zelina Vega qualify for Money in the Bank. LA Knight may be the favourite because... Oh, like, over. Fuck all else. <laughs> fuck all else on that match. Um, they were booing Montez, I know, man. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> and the big news uh, was celebrating Roman Reigns' a thousand reign, and it appears the Bloodline story will conclude the way it started with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso at odds. We saw Triple H compare Reigns to Michael Jordan. I think he's a basketball player. I'm not sure. I'll have to look into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Wow. I'm joking. He plays baseball. <laughs> I saw it in Space Jam. Uh, he claimed W. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we'll talk about the Tribal Chief run for generations. The Kinkin presented Reigns with a new Universal <gasps> Championship, complete with a gold background, because Gina, we need another title. It's only been a week since they introduced <laughs> another one. Come on. What are your thoughts on the new Universal title? I mean, uh, okay. A, the good news. I like the gold. I thought the gold was really yeah. nice in the background of the. I thought it, it made it look more like a prestigious belt by adding that gold. Um, yeah, that's it for the niceties of it. <laughs> the the crazy? other one was like, oh my god, another belt. <laughs> and in my eyes, I'm like, okay, right. So this means we're taking the two away right. and giving him this one. <laughs> but then he's handing the, the the one belt he's holding to Paul Heyman. And I'm like, okay, Paul, now hand them to Triple H so he can dash them from the bin. Please. Please. But Paul kept on to them both. And I was like, okay, so are you going to do this exchange backstage then? Uh... Are those belts going to be dashed? Is it just going to be this one? Because they didn't actually clarify this one belt was going to take over both of these belts. (laughs) He literally just said, this is the new universal... We were just meant to just uh, ignore the elephant in the room, which is so ultimately no one could beat Roman for one of those belts. So they've just had to solidify it into one. So basically no one's ever going to be able to like really go for either belt. Now. There's no way of him like double losing or anything like that. No, you but know? The, no, the thing is, no, as well, is, is the universal title is the one with the long reign. So have they officially got rid of the WWE championship that has been around since 1963 now? Or have they, like, said, no unified way. both? And the lineage or no, is they'll bring it out bat. next WrestleMania yeah, and be like, here's a new belt. What belt? <laughs> Cody must be going, what yeah. belt do I win? What belt do I win now? I mean, ultimately, I think this is going to lead down to Jay being the one to take Roman down, in my, in my eyes. Well. But, yeah, the introduction of this belt, kind of was just giving me a bit of a headache you know one of those really annoying headaches that lives behind your eyeball <laughs> yeah. you know one of those it, it just started doing that and anytime i hear anything about a new belt i think that headache's gonna return because i'm just so confused on belt changeovers yeah. new belts being introduced but saying they're on the same prestige as the main belt but they're not being the treated on that same being on raw, but the raw belt being on smackdown it's the mess. Okay. And also, can we also like? I swear, aren't the NXT tag belts now on the main roster too? Oh, don't, don't. We're gonna try and yeah, don't that. start. We're please, gonna try please. and do that. We're gonna try and. Look, I don't know how we're gonna explain it. But I, honestly, uh, what the I fuck was that video? Panic now. No, nah, but y'all, y'all gave Solo the North American Championship just for the next day you to take it off him and vacate it. So why are these NXT tag belts allowed on the main roster now then? And why because there's no other true detective. Like they've got true detective videos that they're doing, uh, and they're tag team champion. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I thought there's a Viking Raiders, but it's Dawn and Fire. It's like, uh But anyway, speaking of tag teams, the Usos 
interrupted the proceedings of Roman Reigns' uh, a thousand days celebration. Reigns demanded Jay. I mean, Reigns is just like he's like Jay, kick him in the face. I'm not saying anything <laughs> else. Just kick him in the fucking kick him. Jay, kick him in the face. Kick him in the fucking face. Right. Kick him in the face. <laughs> The moment they got into the ring, right, and and Roman, you know, is calling this, <laughs> kick him in the face. Yeah. Like my face dropped, and I was like, if he just said that to me and my sister, we would have both just stopped and stared at him. And I just thought the audacity <laughs> of this bitch for actually even thinking I actually do that to my sister instead of him. Well, it's not saying, and uh, Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she would kick me in the face yeah, well, on her own terms. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I do want to say, in the world, like, if I was Roman Reigns and, like, you two, I was worried, like, you'd both double super kick me. And it wouldn't, wouldn't take three years. It would be, like, a week. And it would just be done. <laughs> I have no faith in that. Yeah. yeah. Even if Monty was yeah. solo in this situation, he would have spiked me. <laughs> Like that, that's how. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, just there would have been no hesitation behind no. it, to be honest. Well, Jimmy <laughs> said to Roman, he's the one that needs fixing. Sokoa appeared to have chosen his brother over Reigns, but the camera work and the body language gave the impression something was up. Mm-hmm. Solo again becoming over. And it's hard to think, Monty, that like, this is the same guy in NXT, you know, what was a year and a half, a couple of years ago, that we were going good. And now, mm-hmm. like a future main event, are just standing there, not saying anything, uh, employing Ray running atop the W Mountain as a bloodline. Jimmy embraces cousin, only to be t- and again Roman here, like the tears in his eyes as he gave the hug to Jimmy as well was just sensational. Right. Um, yeah. With Roman, yeah. <laughs> and then Roman being a dick and just going no and <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Sakawa. Yeah, so hard at that. Point. Oh my god, Sakawa spiking Jimmy, and then again we thought that would be it, but no. As they came uh, out the ring and walking up the entranceway, Paul Heyman asked, "What about Jay?" And Roman saying, "Jay's going to do what he always does and fall in line." Fall in line. Oh my god! Camera pan to the right hand man, holding his fallen brother Honestly. in his arms. So Jay will have it to. You know, like um, the ending, the ending of um, Infinity War, and everyone just get pissed because they got to wait like a year and a half now yeah. to see the next, yeah. the next part. Like that's how it ended with the whole "What about Jay?" Because I immediately just like perked up and was like, "Well, what the fuck about Jay? What about him? What next? Don't end there. What are you doing?" Uh... No, this is just poor Jay. Jay needs therapy. He needs all. <laughs> Jay's like in the ring shaking. The most just, yeah. Yes. yeah. PTSD going straight back to Night of Champions for him when he went one-on-one. You know, PTSD is just coming back round. I mean, and again, speaking as a sibling, that was heartbreaking to watch Solo just kind of, you know, faking it to his brothers and then turning on them um, and, and going with his cousin. Um, like my sister said, we, we tend to see... Uh, us two as the Usos and our youngest sister as a uh, solo. So even though she doesn't watch wrestling, we both made sure to make uh, the next day a living hell for her just because we felt like she irritated us. So this is all on solo. <laughs> solo this is on you. This is the reason yeah. why the youngest got she bullied for a day. Right? So that is your yeah. fault. That whole day is on you. Solo, you might want to send my sister an apology because she got picked on. Yeah. But again, well, I know who y'all. I know who you guys supposed to go to. <laughs> if you ever make them make a choice, 
<laughs> this, no, she this... just knows. She just knows not to betray us again. Yeah, this, like, this, yeah. even though she didn't really do it. She didn't she even do it. Monty, yeah, literally, yeah, keep them knows, on your good she side. She knows never like... to even contemplate it now, Monty. You know, we we made sure <laughs> she knew that that was never going to be an option. But the, the beauty of <laughs> the beauty of this story as well is they could have quite easily have said, you know, on SmackDown, Roman says to the Usos. You cost us. We'll face you in this match at the next pay per view. But instead, they're building towards Usos and Solar and Reigns by going to have whatever we have in the next couple of months as well. So that is going to be especially so with funny. a lot of the teasing that is um, the the teasing that's now been implied since that Raw episode with, uh, coming from the great Rikishi himself. Like I don't know if this is just a tease or whether or not we might see him per- pop up. I'm not saying in a match, but just maybe on television for a promo or getting himself involved in this bloodline feud. But, you know, I'd be all here for it if that is the case. So I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out on Rikishi's page, you know, seeing if he's dropping any more hints anytime soon. Well, the thing is, Jay will have to defend his brother as he did back in 2020 when the bloodline first formed under the Iron Fist at the head of the table. But to do so, he will have to tear down the same United front he begged all involved to keep intact. So good luck, Jay. Uh, but again, it is going to be great storytelling. So that is it then for uh, Night of again, Champions. I, I, again, think, like, I, I, you just ended it on uh, saying about great storytelling. But, you know, if we go back, like, what, a month, a month and a half ago, back to WrestleMania, like, Jimmy and Jay were, like, getting booed consistently. And now look at the turn of the tables within just even a month of half of storytelling on getting everyone on their side again, you know? It's just so intriguing to see how a storyline that can last this long can consistently have you chopping and changing between who you're really rooting for um, and who you want coming out of the, this feud, you know? Well, that, that, and also, another thing, even with doing the pod, it feels like we are doing chapters to the story and people even listening once it's over can go back and put all the pieces together. Like I said, from Rumble, Elimination Chamber, even back to when we first started doing this. Exactly. Right, so that is it. I don't think we've got anything else to uh, talk about here. So don't forget, we're across all social media, Twitter at the Podcast. I'm at the JR. You can find the entire WR team on Twitter banner, uh, Monty, where can people find and listen to you? You can type in Mind of Monty on YouTube, or you can go to at my Monty Pod on Twitter. Click the link in the bio. Listen to some of my old podcasts. I will be trying my best to do a, a mini recap on the best of Super Juniors. I didn't even watch every match. I watched the final, and I got a chance to watch a couple matches. I because I have a new baby, so New Japan definitely had to move out of the way a little bit. But I'm going to do my best <laughs> to uh, get a get a solo podcast out at some point. I, I do not have a date. Bear with me and my daughter. She takes a lot of my time, and that is what she deserves. So you guys will just have to be patient. But thank you. Please check out any link you can. Queen. She's a queen. <laughs> Jack, see where can people find you? Um, I'm on both Instagram and Twitter at Jaxie Scarlett. Yeah, if you want to be found. I'm not saying that people, you know, like, whatever. You, you know, you can no. be... A... It's fine. No Gina... pressure. <laughs> Gina, what about you? You can find me on both at Purple Pain with an E on the end. 
Perfectly. Dublin also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email at Dublin Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube Dublin Podcast with the latest clips and podcasts got at the same time on YouTube. to do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Our next episode at this moment, penciled in for Tuesday. Uh, and like I said, hopefully we're going to do NXT update, which will be Battleground, which I've actually written down as deadline here. Which shows you how far behind we are with NXT, Monty. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Really good point. Man. Man. That's a good point. Don't worry. I watched it, though, so we can do it. Exactly. Well, hopefully we will catch up. And next weekend, because a lot of people are asking about as well, next weekend will be Double or Nothing 2023. But until then, I've been Jay's Rollers. Yeah. By the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Thank you very much for joining me and congratulations on your win. Uh, it's been fun. It's been absolutely epic to make my first win and watch this space for many t- more wins to come. Exactly. We've had the mind of Monty. Monty, f- thank you for being on. And again, fantastic news. Congratulations on the birth of your beautiful baby daughter as well. Thank you, thank you so much, and I can't wait for the next one. And uh, see you later, Gina. So that's basically it uh, for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's all right. I've got I really popped myself for that one. I'm sorry. Uh no, it's, it's yeah, always a you pleasure. Get a punch in the throat in London soon <laughs> enough. Don't worry. I, I don't know why I'm doing it. No, the genius of Gina. Uh thank you very much as well. Yes. Oh. Salute, Jean. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um bye. <laughs>